Finding your niche. I know it might be kind of an old worn out topic, but it's still very relevant and important to entrepreneurs. And that's what we're going to talk about today on this episode of the Financial Momentum Podcast. Welcome to Financial Momentum. I'm Paul Airy, and I want to talk about finding your niche. Um, I know some of you pronounce it niche, but I'm in Texas, so it's a niche. So uh, we'll use our local local language here. Uh, so this is kind of an old, worn-out topic. Everybody talks about it. Everybody uh, goes on about finding your niche and specializing in something. But it is an important topic and does need to be talked about. So I'm going to talk about it from a real estate perspective. Now, this is important to everybody. Every entrepreneur out there, uh, there's no difference between uh, other businesses and real estate. We're all entrepreneurs. And it's important to all of us to do this. But real estate offers a very unique perspective and an easy-to-illustrate perspective on why it's important to find your niche. So maybe this will help some of you that are having trouble coming to the conclusion that you need to do that. Um, So why do you want to do that? Why do you want to choose a niche? In my opinion, the number one reason that you want to choose a niche for your business, why you want to specialize. Uh, And it's especially true in real estate. It's much easier to achieve expert status. You can become an expert in something quicker by specializing in it than in any other way. If you're a real estate agent and you try to do every kind of property that comes along, it's so much more difficult. Specializing in one type of real estate allows you to be an expert and become known as an expert much quicker. This is true in any kind of business. It doesn't have to be real estate. You could be someone who deals in cars specialize in four-wheel drive trucks, you're going to be a four-wheel drive truck expert quicker than you will be just an automotive expert. So, for example, as a broker and an investor, I deal exclusively in commercial properties. No residential properties, just commercial properties. And I go even further. Roughly 80% of my business is done in industrial properties. I'm known... In my market area, which is West Texas, I'm known in that area as a commercial specialist and as a broker who's an expert in small to medium-sized industrial properties. And those properties are like 5,000 square foot office warehouse buildings on an acre or so, all the way up to maybe 70,000, 80,000 square feet uh, on several acres, 10 acres, 20 acres, whatever. 
these properties are used for oil and gas industry. They're used for manufacturing and used for distribution. Sometimes uh, supply companies like electrical supply companies or large-scale electrical contractors, anything like that, any kind of industrial use. Uh, most of that, though, centers around the oil and gas industry because that's what West Texas is. So I have a geographical niche, I have an industry niche, and I have a property type niche. They all work together. Now that I'm known for that, here's the thing. You get to be known in your niche as the expert, and now that I'm known, property deals and clients come to me. Uh, I don't necessarily have to go out chasing them. I I do, but I don't have to. They come to me. Uh, So as an example, I just got a call this last week to do a listing on an industrial property. It's going to be probably somewhere between uh, $1.5 and $1.8 million. And this person knows me, knows that I'm an expert in in this area, and he called me to sell his property for him. And being an expert in that area and working with clients who invest in those type properties, I have a prospective buyer already. It's only been three days. So uh, that's what being an expert, that's what choosing a niche can do for you. So I have these people that seek me out for my expertise and to give them advice. Now, this is it's not just real estate. This can happen in any industry, any entrepreneur, any business owner, this type of thing will happen when you become known as an expert in your niche. People in money will seek you out. Uh, there's this thing called relationship capital. That's uh, the value of your relationship with people, with certain people. And it will increase. When you choose a niche and you become an expert in it, your relationship capital that you have with these people will increase because they will trust you more. They will, uh, you'll be known as the expert and they will come to you. It's kind of funny. Uh, I have other business dealings too, other than real estate. And my, uh, ideas of choosing a niche in those areas were different than real estate. I did in real estate, it was easy for me to choose. I, I went to work in real estate, and I worked with a couple of guys who specialized in industrial properties. One of them became my mentor for several years, and you know I saw the kind of uh, properties they were doing, the kind of deals they were doing, the kind of commission checks they were getting, and I thought, okay, I, I can do this, and that's you know, and it's a, an enjoyable kind of property to deal with, and. Uh, it allows me to have a uh, you know six-figure or multiple six-figure income, not have to put on a suit and tie. I can wear my blue jeans and boots and drive my truck. And, you know, it's a kind of a real estate area where if you show up dressed in a tie and in your expensive uh, dress shoes, and, you know, they're not going to want to talk to you. They, they want to talk to the guy in the blue jeans and boots and and driving a truck and uh, showing up on their industrial property uh, that way uh, rather than 
someone who just looks like they just drove out of New York City and showed up on their lot. Uh, it's an interesting niche to have, and and it's a it's very enjoyable. But that's how I got into it. I just i I didn't choose it necessarily. It I kind of gravitated toward it, toward it. Uh, people that I worked with were doing that, and I learned from them. And that's how I got into that niche. So it might be the same for you. You might have to sit down and think, oh, what am I going to specialize in? You might just kind of get there naturally. Don't stress over it, over choosing a niche. It will probably come to you, but just know that you need to. And once you start, once you uh, become aware of the fact that you need to do that, uh, it'll start coming to you. You'll start noticing, what do I enjoy doing? So your tendency might be to believe that by choosing a niche, you're going to leave customers out. You're going to leave money behind. Uh, you're going to lose money. And uh, if you're not all things to all people. But you know, the opposite of that is true. It turns out that that's not true. Uh, if you think about this, you know, several years ago, it was probably. I guess 14 years ago, when I first started in, in as an agent, I met a guy who uh, had a business remodeling kitchens, and that's all they did. I mean, they could have done they could have done other things. They could have remodeled kitchens and bathrooms. They could have remodeled the whole house, or they could have built houses, but they didn't. All they did was remodel kitchens, and that's it. And this was a kind of remodel where they would go into your kitchen completely gut the kitchen, take everything out down to the studs and start over and redesign and rebuild your kitchen. And the only restraint they had was the owner's budget. So they did this and they had $3 million a year in sales of just kitchens. Think about if you wanted to remodel your kitchen would you hire the handyman that you know that can fix anything in your house like leaky faucets and replace the insides of your toilets and, and uh, redo the tile in the bathroom and replace a window, that kind of a person? Or would you hire the guy that builds new kitchens exclusively and does $3 million a year in sales of just kitchens? That is a niche that has paid that guy huge amounts of money. He could have said, yeah, I can remodel your whole house, but he didn't. He stuck with kitchens, and he became known in the entire city as the kitchen expert. So what you're doing when you do this is you're becoming a money magnet. And I, I struggled with this for a long time. I didn't want to, uh, in my other business, other than real estate, I, I was afraid to, to specialize in something. I didn't even take my own lesson from real estate. I knew from real estate, specializing in these properties uh, made me more money. And you know what? There are many ways to choose a niche. So how do you go about doing it? Well, in real estate, you know, you can specialize geographically. You can choose a city, a county, a state, or even a certain part of town, a neighborhood, either as an agent or an investor. You can specialize by industry, like oil and gas in uh, those related properties, or uh, maybe restaurant properties, uh, 
Now there's this thing called ghost kitchens. I guess they've been around for a while, but the general public didn't know about them. Now they're starting to learn about those. Ghost kitchens are usually in an industrial type property and they prepare food for local restaurants. Some of the ones you know about and you eat in regularly, you just don't know that their food is shipped in from outside and heated up and brought to you at your table. In hotels, there are hotel brokers. So there are a lot of different types of property to choose from. Um, in commercial real estate, we have you know, four main property types. We have industrial, multifamily, office, and retail. And then there are a lot of subtypes. You know, there's RV parks, mobile home parks, automotive properties that are considered industrial, and self-storage is considered industrial. There's a lot of different subtypes. If you're a residential agent, you can specialize in uh, certain neighborhoods, golf course properties, luxury homes, condos, waterfront properties, a lot of possibilities, a lot of combinations, but there's a lot of fear involved in making the decision to do it. Uh, it's normal to have that fear because you're deciding to target one audience and ignore everybody else. And it sounds like that's just the wrong thing to do. It just doesn't make sense. It's very counterintuitive, but it works. And the funny thing is when you do it, you go after a target audience, others from outside that audience, they still find you and they look for you because they still hear that you're an expert in something. Now, for me, in real estate, I don't turn down real estate deals or clients that are outside my niche. They come to me. They still come to me. I just did a retail deal. Uh, I didn't go after it, but they called me. They heard about me. Somebody referred them, and they called me. And I, uh, you know, to be honest, I made them a lot of money. And uh, I will get more referrals from that. Now, so if someone comes to me and they need help and they're outside of my area of specialization, if I can help them, I, I will. I'll help them if I can. But if I can't, if there's somebody else out there that can do it better than me, I'll recommend them to that person, and, and you know what? I'll still get a referral fee. Um, it's one thing about real estate. You can refer one client to another agent and still get a referral fee. Uh, and referral fees can be pretty substantial sometimes. I don't market directly to those people outside my niche. I don't advertise to them. I don't go looking for them. But sometimes they come to me. The thing is you have a specific message, but you have a wide reach. So other people hear about you. Your message is not for them, but they still hear about you. Imagine if you were on a fishing boat. You know, a fishing boat goes out and they look for one particular kind of fish. And they cast their net. They cast a pretty wide net. And they catch as many fish as they can. But guess what? They're not all going to be the kind of fish they're looking for. You know, they might find a school of, of uh, tuna or shrimp and they pull them up and there's always going to be some other kind of fish stuck in there too. Uh, and that's how it is with, with business and, and with uh, specializing. You have a specific message, but you send it out with a wide reach in your marketing and you're going to, other people are going to see you. And if the message is for them in general, 
if they are the people in your niche, they're going to see it and they're going to say, Hey, I want to get this guy. Now there's going to be some other people outside of your niche. They're going to see it and think, well, he sounds pretty good. I'm going to go talk to him. If you target everybody, you're going to have trouble. But if you target one area, you're going to get people outside your target area included. It's, it's funny how that works, but it, it works in real estate and it works in you know, other businesses too. So think about this. What What's the favorite part of your business? Uh, if you if you uh, if you're a remodeler and you like to remodel houses, but you really don't like doing the bathrooms and you don't like doing the other rooms, you rather you love doing kitchens. Why not just specialize in kitchens only? How many times have you said told someone I really love doing the kitchens? I don't like doing the rest of the house, but you know I do the rest. I do the whole house. Well, why? Why not just do the kitchens? And that's a starting point. Just consider that. And then think about, you know, what are the, what people do you like to deal with? Uh, do you like to deal with uh, people in certain neighborhoods? Do you like to deal with people in certain industries? Uh, you know, and then, but you're, you're dealing with everybody, but you really like dealing with this group over here. Well, why not specialize in that group? If you like dealing with nurses or doctors, healthcare people in general, why not deal with healthcare people? And then think about what what geographical area do you like? Are you living in one town and working in another? Would you rather not do that? Or would you rather uh, work in one certain part of town? It's the same thing goes as the previous two things here. If you like working in a certain neighborhood or a certain section of town, so you like the north side of town or the west side of town. Why not specialize in that side of town? You know, you could. You could do that. Depending on what business you have, uh, some some businesses don't lend themselves to geographical specialization. And real estate does, but other businesses don't necessarily. So uh, if you're not in the real estate business, that may not work for you. But these are things to consider. Uh, and here's something I want to talk about. Uh, this is a John Maxwell quote from his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Who we are is who we attract. So think about it. If you are uh, an industrial real estate agent specializing in, in industrial properties, you will attract industrial clients, users, and industrial investors because of who you are. That's what you will attract. Think about it when you're hiring employees, uh, contractors, vendors, or dealing with customers. What kind of people do you want in those positions? It depends on who you are. If you're hiring employees and you're a jerk, you're probably going to get a bunch of employees that are kind of a jerk. If you're a, a nice guy that is a good leader and, and loves to help people succeed, then that's who you're going to attract. That's something very important to consider in your business. Who we are is who we attract. Well, that's about it for this time. And uh, I will see you next week on the Financial Momentum Podcast. Mm-hmm.